let's get started. Hey everybody, it's your boy Vargas. Welcome back to This Is Me podcast, episode five. And you know, we're just going to go ahead and pick up from where we left off on the last episode. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys, man, we really enjoyed it so much you know so we really like talking about this topic because me and me and my wife you know we really you know we really do want to make sure that we're parenting our son right so and teaching him and showing him and and how to be you know how, how to just us how to be good parents and just what we've learned over the past so um but like i said before you know she might end up becoming my my co-host you know because it's a lot of fun when you have somebody else with you um, but that's not to say that I won't have other people on the show, but we never know. We might change this so to, to instead of this is me, that this is us podcast. So, but, um, but yeah, we'll just, we'll go ahead and just dive right back into this and where we picked, picked off at. So hope you enjoy this episode. Well, and then, you know, another thing that goes right into what we're talking about is, uh, how do you respond? Because I know me personally, which really hurt me. And this, this, this is just recently that you told me um, that he was afraid. You, you, you told me one day that he yeah. was like, well, he was afraid to tell you, tell something. you something. And yeah. I'm just like, why? And she was like, I don't know. You know, he just said, he just told me that he didn't want to tell He was you. telling me something that happened at school because he accidentally had an act. So he's six years old. He's in first grade. Um, after school, he didn't make it to the bathroom in time. And he doesn't really have that many accidents at all. We've never had an issue with him wetting the bed. I mean, he's wet the bed like maybe once or twice in his whole, not well, a little bit more than that, but not very often. He wasn't, he hasn't had big problems with that, but he had an accident in the bathroom. He didn't pull his pants down far enough or something. And he peed on his shorts and he said, he said, well, mommy, I peed on my shorts today. I said, you tell the teacher. He said, well, no. And he said, and please don't tell daddy. Cause, and I said, why? And he goes, cause I'm scared. I don't want to make daddy mad. Right. And so that really hurt me. Like, because I don't ever want him to, and that's something I'm learning, you know? And I like, when you told me that, like maybe, I don't know, maybe a few days later, it popped back up in my mind. And I, I literally, you know, I told Ezra, I was like, Ezra, come here, let me talk to you for a second. And I told him, I was like, Ez, I said, if I ever made you feel like you can't talk to me or can't tell me something, and I was like, I am sorry. You know, I, I apologize to him. I was like, I apologize, son. I don't ever want you to feel like you can't come and tell me anything. Uh, cause I mean, it probably is fear, fear, fear based driven because I might've said something or reacted a, a certain way yeah. towards, you know, whatever he's done before in the past. And so right. he's, now he's developed that, oh, well, dad's going to get mad at me. And so I'm trying to learn not to react in an angry way. And I'm trying to learn how to respond in a different way and say, you know, right. like even, okay. So for example, like even yesterday, um, you were out with a couple of the youth girls and, um, it was just me and him and he comes downstairs to hang out with me. Of course, I'm watching football, kind of like passing out in and out on the couch, you know, just relaxing on a nice Sunday day. 
after church. Living but, your uh, best life. Living my best life. But anyway, so, yeah, just like he came down and he had to use the restroom. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Use the restroom. Well, yeah. Here I am thinking he's upstairs using his bathroom. And he's all like, um, daddy. I'm like, yeah. He's like, um, I, uh. When I sat on the toilet, I I was I had to go I, I had to go poop, but I peed and everything kind of like shot out through the That's side. That's why the bathroom smelled like pee when yes. I got home. I didn't even think you about. You didn't it. tell me that. Well, I didn't think about it. <laughs> I was enjoying my best life on the couch, just chilling, not doing anything. <laughs> but you know, I I chose right then in that moment not to respond in an angry way. React, yeah, and not react. To react. So and yeah, I told him, I was job. like, you know what, son, I said. Well, go ahead and clean it up. Well, I don't have anything to clean it up with. Figure well, it out, bro. I'm like, go. <laughs> well, here, like I said, I thought he was upstairs. So I thought he was talking to me from upstairs or right there at the steps. Yeah. And so then it's kind of funny. I turn around and he's in that bathroom right there. And I'm like, oh, crap. Is there any paper towels in there? I, told, I was like, is there any toilet paper left in there? He's all like, yeah, I found it was sitting on the toilet behind me. I was like, oh. Okay, well, just use that to clean up your mess that you make. Right. So, like, in that moment, I could have chose to get a little upset with him. Like, well, why did you do that, son? You know, da-da-da-da-da, like I have done in the past. And I was just like, right. you know what? Clean it up, son. Like, well, I can't. And I'm like, why can't you? You got two hands, right? Right, exactly. You, Teach him to be you, responsible. You, you did the mess. Now you have to clean it up, son. You didn't do it on purpose. I know you didn't do it on purpose. But now you got to clean it up. So yeah. if we make messes, you got to clean it up. So me t- using that as an example, even now, like to try to to turn how I react to him when instead of getting yeah, upset, exactly. I just reason with him like, all you got to do is clean it up. It's no big deal. I think that one of the biggest things, and you know this better than anybody, is one of the biggest issues in my reactions to him is letting anger take control. And then I just kind of fly off the handles. Um, and it's, it's true, you know, like moms out there, you're not alone. I know this happens with like, this happens just about with every mom that I've talked to. I know we just react differently, but moms get frustrated because we tell our kids something five times, you know, Hey, Ezra, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then it, it escalates, um, quickly because they don't listen until you start yelling. And then you're just like yelling and throwing and getting all pissed off about stuff. I remember there was a season that we went through with him where he was really bad with that. And I remember you came home from work one day and I said something to him like three times and he just wasn't listening. And I said, babe, look, see, and you, I remember you looking and going, oh my gosh, like he really is just not listening to you. Um, And so I, God really convicted me because I got to a point where it was pretty bad and I was, um, yelling a lot. I I was never just so the crowd knows I was never actually abusive to him at all. Um, but I would lose my temper. You just get angry. (laughs) I would just get angry and I would just be like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you know what? Go face the wall. Like screw this Seth doll trying to parent kindly kind of crap. Like just listen to me. I'm a, (laughs) you know, like sometimes just all the things go out the window and you just get so ticked off. You lose your daggum temper and it just turns out bad, but it never ended like he would always end up in tears. His poor little heart. I would see that I would hurt his heart. You well, know? and you scared him too. I would he scare would straight him. tell you that. You exactly. Me, you know. And so God had really convicted me because I started seeing a pattern of what was happening um, with Ezra. And I'm like, crap, like I am instilling too much fear in him. And I am doing the whole controlling thing and the manipulating thing. And I'm just losing my temper, losing my peace over. I'm not controlling myself. So that's one thing that Seth all does talk about is like, you are in control of your triggers. Like people might, um, 
say things that irritate you or offend you. Your kid might say things that um, just really set you off, but you're the grown adult in the situation. You are in control of you. Your child should not be in control of you. And the minute that you hand over your control to that child or you hand control over to fear because you're scared of where it's going to go with your child, you start yelling, screaming, losing your mind when you need to just take a deep breath step back and go, okay, you know what? This is not working. We got to figure this out. Yeah. And um, another thing that I think is really, sorry, we're going to say something. Well, I was just thinking like, you know, of people I know, um, you know, their kids still don't listen to them now this day, but their, their only way of trying to discipline them is just straight yelling at them. Right. And it really doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't change. It's just a pattern. As a matter of fact, it, to me, it just makes them rebel even more because like, you know what? You're just being a jerk to me. I'm not yeah. going to listen to you And then as the, as the kids get older, they're like, all my parents do is yell at me. Yeah. All they do is yell at me. All they do is tell me and what to do. And that may not be the truth, and, but that's what they're hearing because all they hear yeah. is the yelling. They don't hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's the easiest way is to be ticked off, let all your anger out and just unleash your wrath on your child because they're this little human being and you're big and you can do kind of whatever you want with them. I'm the Um, adult. You're the child. You're the child. You You listen listen to me, you know? And I do think that there's a level of respect that we have to teach our kids. Um, I don't agree. There are gentle parenting methods out there that I'm not necessarily on board with a hundred percent. Um, just because I don't, I think they are a little too much, you know, Um, but again, one of the things that we were going to discuss that is that, um, you know, every child, things, every, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) um, I know. So every child's different and not the same, the same method of discipline doesn't work for every single child. There's not a standard way to discipline. Um, I think that there's a standard way to love. I think that there's a standard that we, walk in according to scripture, according to God. Um, and that we're, we are called to love our child, to respect and love them and serve them. Um, now people don't freak out when I say serve them. I mean, parent them. Well, that's our way of serving and worship. That's a form of worship to God is parenting the best that you can. Um, but not to, um, control, manipulate that kind of thing. But what I'm getting at is like spanking for Ezra worked for like a little bit. And when I say spanking, we didn't like beat the crap out of him. We would pop his butt. Um, and it worked for a little bit, but then there was a point where he honestly just, I think he's kind of grown out of it to an extent. Like he, I mean, not that it doesn't work. It's just that we were, I realized, I think we both realized that it just turned out to not be the best method because he got to where he just didn't respond to it anymore. Um, and it's not, and, and I'm not saying that we use spanking at every, you know, turn. Cause we didn't, we would only speak in extreme circumstances. It's like my, it was my last resort. It was if always I have to our tell last you like resort. five million times yeah. then like, you know what? I'm done. But now that he's a little bit older, that doesn't really work as much as like you said, Hey, I'm taking away your toys. You're not going to get what to watch well, TV the things tonight. that he really loves. Yeah. Things like that. Cause he's getting older. It's a similar thing with teenagers and grounding. Right. Um, now we try to use terminology like this is your consequence, um, not punishment. The reason why, let me hit on this for a second. The reason why we don't like to use the word punishment, you're going to be punished is because we're, according to the Bible, we reflect like you as a father, reflect father God. Um, I can't really go into it right now and I'm not trying to stir up any controversy, but according to scripture, moms are, um, uh, 
kind of a reflection of Holy Spirit in a way, because Holy Spirit is like nurturing, caring. Um, he's a person of the, you know, of the Godhead and he has all emotions and things as well. But anyway, um, so if I'm supposed to represent Holy Spirit, like I said, people, it's a discussion for another time and you're supposed to represent the father. Um, and, but regardless of all of that, we are a reflection of Jesus in his life, right? Um, we're the role of leadership in his life. And if we're sitting there, um, always saying, well, you know, actually I completely lost my train of thought, babe. I'm so sorry, but I know we were talking about spanking and stuff, <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. Like, Oh, Oh, I think I, that's what it was punishment. So it, we are not supposed to walk with this idea that God's going to punish us if we screw up, right? Or God's going to punish us. Jesus is going to punish us. Our God, the judge is going to punish us if we accidentally say a cuss word or if we accidentally do something or if we make a bad choice, we're going to get punished. We don't live under fear of punishment. According to scripture, once Jesus paid the price for our sins on the cross, we don't live under the fear of punishment anymore. Um, we're free from that punishment, right? We're free from having to live in sin, having to live in punishment, all that stuff. So same thing with our kid. We don't want our kid to live in fear of punishment all the time. We want him to understand there will be consequences for the choices he makes in life. He does not have to live under punishment. Just like with us, if we didn't show up to work every day, eventually you're going to get fired or laid off, right? And that's not a punishment. That's a consequence for your action and for what you're choosing to do. If you speed on the highway, you're going to eventually get pulled over by the police officer, especially in Houston. <laughs> um, you're going to well, get pulled over. Speeds at, here in Houston. <laughs> yes. You're going to get pulled over at some point and get a ticket, right? Because it's not a punishment. It's a consequence for your action. So it's the same thing, same concept with him. Um, so anyway, uh, the other thing is that for me, that was a big learning curve was learning how to co-parent with you. Cause like I said earlier, I didn't have a dad, um, that was around and present as much as, you know, would have been nice to have, um, just, and I'll have to hop on here another day and kind of sh maybe share my testimony or whatever, if you want me to, but, um, no, I don't want you to, oh, <laughs> I just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but learning how to co-parent is hard, um, and not, and, and not doing it all yourself, learning to say, Learning when, so here's the thing, I've, I've seen it where a lot of times mom always defers to dad. Well, when your dad gets home, no, listen here, I'm going to handle this here and now. I ain't waiting for your daddy because I got this. At the same time saying, hey, babe, I need you to step in because I'm about to lose my crap. And we've done that before where I've been like, you know, in that season where God was convicting me about losing my temper, I've looked at you and said, babe, I need you to step in because right now I'm losing my stuff because you were trying to let me handle it. And I wanted you to do that. It wasn't like I was handling all the discipline at all. Well, and then it was just always, certain situations. Well, and then you come to me like, well, I don't understand like why, why he always listens to you, but he doesn't listen to me. And, and it has well, to do with me being the, actual, the dad. The dad. Yeah. You know, dad is more because statistically they show, show you that, how to be a man. Type yes, thing. <laughs> you're tougher on it. Yeah, I'm a little well, tougher. And like and statistically, they say that kids do act out more with mom, which kind of sucks. But they act out more with mom because they feel safer with mom because we're nurturing. We're caring. Oh, honey, come here. Let me. And it's it's funny and it's a different type of safe, too, because yeah. when you think of safe, people automatically when you hear all the oh, they feel safe with their mom. And then you get the dads who are thinking. What I'm not safe, right? But they, my kids don't think I'm safe. No, because trust me, my son feels loved and safe with me. Absolutely. But it's just they feel safe, like they know I'm not about to. They know. Kill they them. know they can try. <laughs> they can. They know they can push your buttons and yes. and, and try to go as far as yes. as they can go with you until you do. Hey, I snap you. Uh, fine. 
dad get in here <laughs> you yes know? yes um so yeah learning how to co-parent learning when to be humble enough to say hey I need you to step in and help. Um, it's okay to swallow your pride as a parent and go, hey, I need your help. But also not throw it all on one parent and go, well, dad does all the discipline. Our mom does all the discipline. That's not fair either. And it teaches the kid that it's one-sided. And that's not good either. It has to be both parents on the same page. And that kind of leads us into talking about, you know, there have been, we, we've had, um, we don't fight a lot at all, but we've had those arguments where I disagree with how you're disciplining in that moment. You disagree with how I'm disciplining. And one thing that's important to remember is to not fight about how you're going to discipline in that moment, because then it, then the child is like, wait a second, y'all ain't even got control over the situation. Yeah. You know, we've been definitely like, or just, well, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I guess I was thinking of something else, but I don't know. Maybe this lines goes in line with that, but like, you know, he'll be like, well, mommy told me I can do this. And I'm like, well, I'm not your mom. I'm your dad. Right. And we're going to do it this way. So when you're with mom, you do it that way. When you're with dad, you do it <laughs> this, this is what way. We're doing. So I don't know if that kind of lines up with that as well. Well, I just think like one thing that comes to my mind and, um, is that, you know, we've gotten into fights in front of Ezra or like, well, let me, let me backtrack. We've gotten onto Ezra about something and maybe I don't agree with what you're saying to him. So I'm like, babe, don't. And, but then it turns into me getting, instead of me saying, Hey, like, cause I think it's okay to like tap your spouse and be like, Hey, watch it. Like you're, you're kind of losing it right now, but it's not okay to be like blatantly like, babe, don't say that to him. Like what you're saying. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. You know, I don't like what you're saying to him right now Yeah. because then Ezra's like, oh gosh, like you guys have just lost control of the situation. Y'all don't even agree with each other. And so then it shows him that we're not in unity, you know, and then that can cause more harm, I think in the long run. So it's important to say, okay, like in my mind, I'm going to put this down and I'm going to talk to you about it later behind closed doors. And we're going to have this discussion of, Hey, I don't think, and it's always better to do that anyway, because you're both calmer. And I can say, Hey babe, I felt like whenever you said this to him, you know, it was out of anger. It wasn't out of love and whatever. And of course, you know, me being me and you being you i kind of take it the wrong way sometimes and then i have to go like go walk away and then right then i'll start thinking about it a little bit later and then be like yeah you're right yeah right (laughs) and you know one thing i think that we do a really good job of that i'm i'm honestly proud of us about is we're really good at apologizing to ezra when we screw up you know we're because we're not perfect well i didn't i didn't have that you know my dad never apologized to me when obviously it was his fault you know, yeah, but like the way that he would react. Sometimes. Yeah, that he would overreact on certain things, you know, not saying that, you know, I, me personally, I don't I remember a whole lot of like him being in the wrong. Um, But but yeah, I mean, my I mean, my dad wasn't perfect, you know, but he wasn't the worst dad either. Yeah. You know, I think it shows them our humanity. There was one thing you said to me one time when we, when we first like our early years of having him is you said, babe, I think that Ezra should see us fight sometimes because he can also see us make up. And I think that's important. I mean, do I think that we should fight in front of him all the time? No, absolutely not. But I do think that it's okay to be human, to show him our humanity and say, Hey, you know, mom and dad just had this disagreement, but how do we handle the disagreement in front of him? And how do we solve the disagreement at the end of the day? I think it's important to, you know, to go it's like I know there's been times where we've we've had those disagreements and then we turn around and you've come to me and you said babe I'm really sorry or I've apologized to babe yeah I'm sorry to you know whatever we hug in front of him make sure that he sees that resolution 
Also, one story I want to hit on that was really powerful to me at the end of the day was our probably the biggest fight we've ever had in front of Ezra. And it was that day in the car. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Oh, you'll remember only, as I'm talking only, about only, it. Only, only you we were remember No, everything. you'll remember this. <laughs> so remember when we were, it was when we had a little side hustle and we were delivering uh, food. And um, we were really late. And we were trying to get Ezra to Taekwondo in time because he had his belt test that day. Oh, yeah. And so now, now you remember. Yep. And so we were driving through um, down. To, we ended up accidentally choosing a delivery that was too far. You were trying well, so hard. Not you. Me. I accidentally pushed the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what <laughs> I'm it saying. accepted it when so, we could have really backed out. But I was like, well, we might as well take it. And then we end up landing in downtown Houston. <laughs> we're trying to drive. And if you're from the Houston area, you'll area you would understand like it literally takes two hours to get across Houston. it's terrible horrible and this just happened to be in right in the middle of work traffic and Ezra needed to be at Taekwondo by 6 30 it's now six o'clock and we live in um I'm not going to say the city but we live about 30 minutes from downtown 45 minutes so with work traffic it's easily an hour hour and a half drive um so we're driving back. You're trying to dodge all the traffic. I'm trying to get him ready for Taekwondo. And guys, honestly, if you could see it, you would die laughing. It was, I actually did start laughing in the middle of it because it was hilarious. Justin, Justin did not think it was that funny. I was not laughing. He was not. This he was not it was, a laughing matter. No. So we're we rushing. to get there. Dang it. <laughs> right. So we're rushing to get him to Taekwondo. I climb over the, I lay my seat back, climb over it. I end up getting stuck because I'm a little bit fluffy. You know, I got a little extra fluff around the hip bones. And so. Me too. I got stuck behind the dadgum car seat because I laid the car seat back too far. So I get stuck and I'm in this weird pretzel like, I don't know, position. It was so awkward. I get Ezra, like I unbuckle him. I know super unsafe. I get him. I'm trying to get him ready for Taekwondo. I'm being super fast with it. Was it was super unsafe. It was, I was, it was so I was unsafe. <laughs> yes, it was, <laughs> was bad. We learned from this. Trust me. Um, so we finally get him to Taekwondo and I tell him, son, when you go in, you got to do your best. We're already like 10 minutes late, which are his Taekwondo class is only 30 minutes long. So it's like a big deal if you're that late. And we're like, you know, just run in there and whatever. You're going to do great. You know, we're telling him like, this is important. You got to get this. You got to pass this test. Like this is an important class. You can't miss this class. And so you and Ezra, <laughs> so like stupid. you park the car, you and Ezra run into class and he throws a fit. And Ooh. he throws a fit because he's upset because of whatever. Like it was just little things that he was getting upset about. This is one of those moments where I, I end was up, heated. <laughs> I end up taking him to the bathroom and having a little talk with him. I don't spank him or nothing. I just tell him, son, listen, this is an important class. We did everything we could to get you here. You have to do, come on now, like straighten up. What's wrong? And he tells me he was upset because of this and that. And so everything ends up being okay. You know, like he, he straightens up. It's like, okay, great. He goes out there back on the, um, the, I don't know what it is, into class. And he doesn't want to listen to the teacher all of a sudden. And he just loses his mind and he just starts crying again. And you're getting louder. You're like, son, I swear if you don't straighten and up, you know, you're like, talking to the like, teeth because you're dude, starting you to get mad. You are embarrassing us right now. And I'm about to bust you like, in the butt for bro. real in front of everybody. And so instead of it escalating, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm getting him out of here. So I'm like, babe, let's just go. Let's just go. So I grab his hand. He starts crying. We take him outside. I do end up spanking his butt, everybody, because he didn't, he, it, it was a, I mean, he needed to listen. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And he was throwing a fit for no reason. Well, then we get in the car and you lost your cool. And you started going off on him and just going, going, going. And as you were going, I was getting more upset and more heated because I was like, dude, why are you saying all of these things? You know, 
And um, and don't worry, guys. Like Justin wasn't cussing him out or anything, but he was just really upset, and he's just yelling at him and carrying on. I said, "Babe, calm down. Just wait a minute. You're you're losing your cool." And you were like, "Don't tell me to calm down." <laughs> and it was just like a bad situation. And then we start yelling at each other and we have this huge fight in front of him. And I remember looking back at him and his poor little face, like he was so scared. And so we get home, you get out the car and I take Ezra for a drive. Cause I'm like, you need to cool down. I need to cool down. We need to take a break. We need to take a time out from each other. It was we, a bad moment. people. Yeah. We need to take an adult time out because we're losing, we're both losing our cool. Our Jesus was gone. Yes. So we get in the car. <laughs> it was no longer Jesus with us. It was more anger than anything. Jesus was with us. We weren't with Jesus. Well, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Like, yeah. We decided not to follow Jesus in that. We decided really, to be That dumb. little bit of moment. So. Yeah. So uh, I remember getting in the car and having a conversation with Ezra because Ezra then thought it was his fault that we were fighting the way we were. And so then I had to explain to Ezra, buddy, that that conversation honestly had nothing to do with you because we should not have reacted the way that we did. Um, and come to find out that was in a season where my dad had actually uh, passed away not too long before that. And Ezra said um, the reason why he was crying in Taekwondo class is because he was having a moment where he missed his grandpa. Now, I don't know how 100% true that is because he, he could have so. right, <laughs> just, just come so up with an excuse. To defer the right the anger in us to but, something um, else. Right. But I do think that um, there was some truth in it. You know, I do think he did miss his grandpa. And you never know. Maybe he was. Maybe he was acting out because of can't that. Say, I can't say it either. So nonetheless, so. Honor, we have a long discussion in the car. And I'm calm. And I'm just telling him. I'm like, dude, you know, the way that you acted wasn't okay. But at the same time, the way that mom and dad just reacted also was not okay. And I'm very, very sorry. And I apologized to him. Well, on the way home, he goes, he said, mommy, I need to apologize to daddy for acting up. He said, but I don't know if he's ready yet. <laughs> and I remember laughing. I said, well, let's just see how he is when we get in the house. So we get in the house and I remember watching Ezra go over to you. And, um, and I'm still kind of frustrated. And you were still mad. And he apologized to you. And at first, you didn't say nothing. And I remember Ezra looking at you and he goes, well, are you going to forgive me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like trying everything in my power. You little turd. <laughs> I know. And I saw you just melt. And you hugged him and you held him. And then um, you apologized as well. And I apologized. And then everything was okay. Yeah, because... Your heart forgiveness melted. sets resets the standard. So. Exactly, forgiveness resets the standard. So, so what he that, he he forgave me, and I had to forgive him. So, so what is? Do you want to elaborate on that really fast for a minute? Like, what does that mean when you say forgiveness resets the standard? So, like, just whenever you, f it's like almost like okay, I did something bad, and then I asked for forgiveness. Like for instance, with God. And I repent of it, meaning I just, okay, look, I really feel bad. I wasn't supposed to act this way. And so I, I ask that you forgive me of that. And it's just basically a slate clean, clean slate afterwards. Right. And so that means you no longer carry that, that weight of, oh my gosh, I did this. Yeah, exactly. And so it's resets it's basically resets almost like your innocence. Okay. So now that you are forgiven, you know, you're no longer where you're at before. Exactly. You're it's new. A new basically it's a new start. you're new. It's you're new. You're both yeah. new now because yep. he forgave me. And, and now I had to make the choice to forgive him. And I can't, 
necessarily bring that back up because I are it's gone. Now. I already forgave yeah. him. So if I forgive him and then he comes to me again and I bring it back, well, I have no right to be like, well, you did this. No, I forgave you. Yep. I shouldn't be bringing that back up. Exactly. That's in the past now. Exactly. So that's where the whole forgiveness resets the standard comes right. in at. And we apologize to each other in front of him as well. Um, and so I think that really helps. So the other thing I wanted to really hit on was um, in the kingdom, you know, there's these things called in, in God's kingdom. There's these things called uh, love languages, right? So um, learning people's love languages, there's words of affirmation, touch, physical touch, um, gifts, quality time, acts of service, right? And so with Ezra, I think it's important with your kids to learn um, what their love language is. How do they receive love the best from mom and dad? I think with me and you, it's even different with him. I think with you, Ezra receives love by quality time. He loves to spend time with you. He loves to do things with you, go places with you, hang out with you and watch TV together. Oh, he loves touch too. He's like you. He is. Well, that's he what I was going to say person. is his other thing is, is touch. He's got to um, be on me sometimes. Sometimes he'll just crawl up, which I don't mind, aw, even though I'm not a, 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 touch a touchy, person. Philly person. But when it comes to him, I'm like, just, all right, come on. Yeah. He'll sit right next to me and we'll watch something together, eat popcorn together. Yeah. Like he, and I think that he really, he, he is. And I've discovered that myself is that, um, you know, he is a huge touch person and he, you know, he, he tells me random times, hug, huggy mommy, huggy. Like he wants a hug so bad. Me too. Daddy yeah. huggy. And so also another thing that I've noticed is, is learning how to, love him the way that he receives love. So I make sure I give him a hug before school in the mornings. I always have to give him a kiss and a hug and y'all, I'm going to eat that up until he's 16 years old and don't want them kisses no more because I know that won't last forever. Um, I try to love on him randomly throughout the day. I try to look at him in his eyes and say, Hey bud, you're doing a good job. You know, you're doing a good job today. And also I'm learning how to listen to him um, and just stop and take a minute when he's saying something small, um, like what I mean by this is, you know, little kids, they get in the habit of just rambling on and on and they're just talking about it. And Ezra is like obsessed with dinosaurs and Jurassic world. So all day long in the back of the car, if he's talking, he's carrying on about Jurassic world. He'll tell you every single dinosaur in the world. Too. Yes, he will. It's just, and he it's, knows it's the nonsense. Words, all the words, every single dinosaur one of them. names. Camp, and then he goes on about Camp Cretaceous and paddocks and his favorite dinosaur. And I love it. I love it's him for so it. Random sometimes. But every now and then there's those little <laughs> things that he'll throw in there. And I'm like, wait a minute, what did he just say? And I have to, I, God's been showing me lately, like, take a step back and say, Hey bud, what did you just say? Let's elaborate on that statement. And it actually opens up a door of conversation for you with your kid. If you'll just slow down and listen to what your child is saying, sometimes it, you'll find out some crazy things about them. Yeah. So I, I'm just trying to learn in my busy life just to take a step back. And let's discuss that. You know, and Ezra will. He'll elaborate on it. And uh, I'm like, wow, I never even knew my son was thinking about that. Um, and even picking up on little things, you know, you, you just got to try to pay attention. To your, I know it's hard, guys. It's hard to parent. It is freaking hard. Again, we only have one kid. So we, we only don't have know what one like kid. I can't sit here. I, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, kudos to you if you have more than one. I know a lot of our friends, they have like two family. kids. Yes, four kids, whatever. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to try to listen and parent each of them equally. Like I, that's something we're going to have to learn. But some things I'll notice is like oh, recently Ezra was, um, he's starting to become more conscious of his body, you know? And so he made a comment, uh, like last week he was like, mommy, my head shaped weird. And I said, what? 
And he said, my head, it's shaped weird. He said, it looks funny. And I was like, why would you? I said, buddy, did somebody say that to you at school? He goes, well, no, I just, it just looks weird. And I'm but like. But it might have been from me too in the past where I'm like, son, you got a big old head like your mama. <laughs> but it wasn't like that. It was my head shaped weird. Like it was like a negative connotation. And so I had to kind of, you know, now with what you've said, I do, we did have that discussion before about not talking about his little belly because he's not fat or anything, but he's got a little chub on him. He's getting a little chunks. And um, <laughs> he made a comment before he, I remember he hit his belly one day with me and he said, mommy, I got to lose this belly. And it's like, okay, we don't need him thinking negatively about his body and stuff, you know? So, um, just listening to things like that, catching on to and saying, Hey, wait a second, you know, your head's not shaped funny. You have a great looking head. You're handsome, you know, and feeding into that. Um, so yeah. Another thing is that, um, you know, I think it's important. One thing that uh, a friend of mine complimented us on is she said, you know, Ezra seems to be really emotionally intelligent. That's not something in our generation that was really taught. You know, when we were little. Yeah, you're going to have to elaborate on that because I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you don't even know. See, <laughs> so emotional intelligence is kind of being smart enough to basically know how to handle your emotions, um, knowing what you're feeling in the moment mm. and how do you direct that emotion? How do you use it? It's really taught on now, like in college and stuff, they really teach you in psychology classes classes like a lot about emotional intelligence and stuff and I'm not like a professional at it but I've taken some you know some classes in nursing school and stuff I kind of have an introduction to it um but with kids you know there's they're there it's important to teach them okay this is the emotion you're feeling now where do we direct our emotions so so when we were kids it was hey you're angry but I don't care right now you need to shut that down and listen you know like when we were kids, we were never taught how to handle our emotions. Well, um, it was just, don't pitch a fit. Don't throw a fit, you know, listen to your elders, you do what I crying, say. You're going to get some more. <laughs> yeah. You keep crying and get butt whooping. And don't get me wrong. I've definitely told Ezra that you keep this up. You're going to get butt whooping boy, like straighten up. But that's because he was crying over silly things. He had to learn. But on the flip side of that, you, I have, I've, I've, and I think we've done a really good job of this, um, especially lately of teaching him, okay, you're feeling angry right now. That's okay to feel angry. What we do with that anger is what matters. You don't get, and I've had this conversation with Ezra, Ezra, you do not get to throw your toys across the room. You do not get to damage the house. Cause there was a season where he would go through kicking the walls cause he was angry. And I'd, I'd take him away from the wall and say, okay, you don't get to do that. That you are not, who's paying the bills for this house? Well, you are, you know, whose house is this? It's yours. It's not exactly. It's not Ezra's house. It's our house as a family. And you do not have permission to damage it this way. So, um, if and I've told Ezra, if you're angry, go scream in a pillow. My mom used to tell me that as a kid. Um, if you're angry, go, you know, go beat up a stuffed animal or something. Don't you punch a wall. Cause exactly. Then you you're not going to do stupid stuff like that. <laughs> you don't get to yell and pitch fits and throw and, and punch mommy or kick mommy. You don't get to do those things. Um, but telling him, Hey, you know what? It's okay to cry. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, we've never really taught Ezra. Well, you don't get to cry at all. Um, oh. that went, Huh? No, I mean, I'm, it's kind of well. It's yeah. That that is something we have to you know continue to teach him because I'm not the type of person that just sits there and quiet. Although, you know, as the years been going by, we you know as us being together and stuff like that, you've actually seen me more you softened up, more softened up, and but why is that? Being that's in because, tune with my emotions. But that's because why? Because when you were a kid, you weren't allowed to be that way. You weren't taught that that's okay. Well, not. Well, not just that, but, you know, you are. You had to be tough. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just because, you know, that's how my dad was. Exactly. And so I just pull from how my dad is. 
tough dude. Don't, you know, don't really show any emotions. And that's right. That's kind of how, you know, how I am. So, but like I said, over the years that we've been together, yeah, God, well, not just you, but God has softened my heart up yeah, to where I, for sure. I do show my emotions. And even now today, like, uh, just able to open up more and share with you, of course, yeah. things that I might be feeling, you know, it, cause there was a time where I didn't want to tell you nothing because I felt like you were just going to be mad at me or whatnot. But anyway, but, yeah, like but I'm still be, or just like, I can't show you my, I'm a man. I'm not showing you my right. emotions. I'm gonna be tough. Right. But like, even just, even through COVID, you know, you, you saw when I had the COVID in last year and around October, even that you've seen a side of me that you haven't ever saw before, like where, you know, being scared yeah. and crying and just not knowing what what's, what's going to happen. happen. So yeah. it's just like, but yeah, the whole emotion. Yeah. And I mean, and then okay that's all based. Emotions. Like, I think we hit on a good point there is about security, because here's the thing. If you're secure in your relationship, so if he's secure with mom and dad and he knows that mom and dad love him no matter what he will feel safe enough to start to cry to safe enough to say, Hey, and that's what I was going to say earlier is that, um, I think it's funny because he's learned that he can say, Hey mom, you're kind of overreacting right now. He doesn't use those words. What he'll say is, Hey mommy, you're being mean right now. Um, or, you know, you're not being very kind to me. He said that to me. And he was, the funny part was, is he was right in those moments. It was mornings where, um, I was just kind of being rude to him for no reason, just cause you know, women, we get in moods sometimes and I was in a mood and I was being rude to him and he didn't deserve that. He didn't do nothing wrong. And he said, Hey mommy, you're not being very kind. And the humility in my heart of, of instead of going, Oh my gosh, I'm the parent. You're the child. You don't talk to me that way. How dare you? I said, you know what, bud, you're right. I'm very sorry, but can you please hurry it up a little bit? We got to get going. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you gotta, know, you gotta uh, like catch and, yourself sometimes because yeah. I've done it too before where I'm like, you know what, son, you're right. I'm sorry. You yeah. know, I, so, I don't mean to be mean. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so one thing I think it's it, it, staying humble as a parent is hard, but we have to do it. We can't stay prideful. I mean, I do think we need to expect respect from our kids and we do have to teach them that, but they also learn by reflection. They learn, um, they mimic what we do. So if we don't respect each other, and we don't respect them, they're not going to learn that. Um, so yeah, just teaching him it's okay and letting him cry. You know, there's been times where I've just held him and he just cried on me and I'm like, it's okay, buddy to cry. And, but then let's, but then let's put our big boy pants on. Let's get our cry out. Now let's put our big boy pants on. Let's get moving. You can't stay there. You can't stay in that place. Um, you know, and just like you, you were taught as being a man, I'm a um, man, son. Grow up. You're on a top man. of that, you're Mexican, so you're a Mexican man, so you got to stay in. You were raised in the ghetto, yeah. so you really got to be course. tough. Mm -hmm. So with me, I was raised in the South, and in the South, men aren't allowed to cry either. You got to grow up, put your boots on, and get going. You know, you ain't got time for all that. Well, you know, we have to kind of change the course here and teach them. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to feel these things, but you know, at the same time, you don't want to wallow in, and you got to get up and get moving. Let's ha let's see how can we solve this problem and handle and it. And I think some of it is okay to teach him to an extent because like you know want to be like dude you're not a girl so stop acting like a girl right i mean it's okay to yeah, let you him know like, you could you can you know you gotta you gotta learn like stop what I'm, whining you know yeah so there's you no gotta tell him tell him that there's right. no whining or something we don't you know, whine we use our words yeah we use our we words we say that to him all the time like son use your words so it's not okay for him to walk so let, yeah i mean we can clarify that it's not okay for him to walk around crying and whining all the time it is okay for him to, to have an emotion, to not feel good about something, to feel sad, to get his emotions out. But then 
we get moving. We step up. It's kind of like, you know, you, you fall off the bike, you cry for a second because your knee hurts and you scraped it and it's bloody. But now let's get up. Let's get back on the bike. We're not going to fall off and stay off, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that the most, I think that, you know, as parents, so just to wrap this up, like we don't need to live in constant strife to be perfect. We can't keep comparing ourselves to other parents. It's so easy to get caught in comparison. Um, I've been, there's been many times where I've been scrolling on TikTok and there's like this freaking like two year old that knows how to make their own dadgum avocado toast. I mean, literally that's a thing. Like he's two years old. He knows how to make his own avocado toast. And he literally like mashes his own avocado up, like spreads it on his piece of toast. And he's like two years old. And I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, my kid doesn't even know how to tie his shoes and ride a bike yet. And he's six years old, right. you know? So it's and so everybody, easy. Well, everybody learns, uh, every kid learns differently. So. Yeah. And every parent parents differently yeah. and that's okay. Okay, as long as you do it with Jesus, it's fine. I right. mean, it's okay that your parent, your kid doesn't read as good as the kid next door. It's okay that your kid learns how to tie their shoes at five years old. Another kid doesn't learn until they're eight. It doesn't speak anything for, of them except for the fact they just learn differently. As long as we slow down. And, and I think that what gave me freedom was that years ago, like I was sharing earlier in this podcast, in our last podcast, um, was that... At the end of the day, my child knows I love him. Our child knows we love him. He knows that mom and dad care about him, provide for him, that he's safe at home with us, and that God loves him. Um, at the end of the day, it's all that matters. You know, and one thing I, w- I do want to throw out there, parents, that if you can try to do, I think it's really powerful. Um, no hate on you if you ain't got time to do it because we all have different schedules. But every night before Ezra goes to bed, you know, we say our little prayers and stuff. And then I do my best to try to stop and do words of affirmation with him. So what I do is, um, and it's, I would love to record it one day cause it's so cute, but I'll say things just for example, I'm Ezra and he, he repeats it. He repeats everything I'm saying. I'm Ezra. I'm loved by God. Mommy and daddy are proud of me. Jesus is my best friend. I'm handsome. I'm smart. I'm strong. And we go down a little list and then we always end with, and one day I'm going to conquer the world. And he, I think that that instills instills things and principles in his little spirit that says, you know what? I am flipping amazing and I have confidence because as a kid for me, I struggled with confidence and it wasn't anything that my parents did. It was just a natural thing because I wasn't perfect, you know? And, um, I think my, for me, it's just, it's a little different for me because I mean, I never struggled with confidence. I just was like, uh, I'm going to do something that I put my mind to and I'm going to do it. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So, and that was kind of my mentality going into life, period. Just like, well, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do this. You know, <laughs> I do what I want. I do what I want. You don't tell it. me what to do. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm doing a man thing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I, I think that, you know, we're still learning. Um, but dude, like take the pressure off yourself. There's no perfect way to parent. Nobody's perfect. We all mess up. Um, it's okay, mom and dad, that you, you know, you didn't make breakfast this morning and you threw him a Pop-Tart. It's okay that they didn't even get a Pop-Tart and they had to run into school, you know, with whatever. It's okay that their socks don't match. You know, like it ain't the end of the world. Um, your kid knows they love you, you know, and for future parents out there, just know that at the end of the day, as long as your kid feels safe and they know that mom and dad love them, that's all that matters. Right. And I think that the biggest thing that we can take out of it so far is to stay humble, compromise, um, 
stay open, learn from your child, let them teach you. Sometimes you don't always have to be the teacher. Sometimes you have to be the learner. Um, let Holy Spirit what? guide you. Learn? learn from my kid? I know. No way. Right? Let Holy Spirit teach you. Stay focused and just do your best and know that it's okay to apologize. You know, it, it's funny because it kind of like, you know, lines up with what the word says, you know, where it says become like a little child. And have childlike faith. So that's why you can learn from kids, because exactly they're they're so innocent. You know, they're there's no, you know, nothing in, in inside them that thinks it's wrong. They're just so innocent. Everything that they learn that's bad is like learned. Like meaning like yeah. fear is learned behavior. Yeah. You know, um fear anger i mean I, I we already have those natural emotions what i'm saying is like they we'll have to hit on that in another podcast babe because that's that's a learned behavior kids learn they're so innocent and the world teaches them but we have to be my biggest thing is i want him to learn more from home um than he learns out in the world you yeah. know and we're his biggest god is his biggest teacher and we're just the hands and feet of Jesus in their life. So no doubt about that. Anyway, thank you, babe, so much for having me on your podcast. I look forward to doing this in the future with well, you. Well, babe, stop trying to run up out on me. I'm just going to close this out. But yeah, I thank you for being on this podcast. You know, who knows? We might end up turning this thing into a me and you oh, and this is snap. us and not just this is me. Whatever. But yeah, Whatever. <laughs> we'll see this what happens. You. I don't know. <laughs> but now, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, um, thank you for listening. Um, if you want, go ahead and like this podcast. Um, share it with your your friends. Share it with your family. You know this. Uh, obviously, yeah. New parents. This will probably be an episode that you really want to listen to. You know, and we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna have some more topics to talk about because I enjoyed this um, with yeah, it was fun, with babe. wifey here. Um, but yeah, just. If you want to follow me, go ahead and follow me. Uh, my name is Justin again, Justin Vargas. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, if you want to, you guys can also follow my wife, Corey. Um, you can go ahead and give your little shout out. What is it? Corey Var I, Vargas. I wasn't it's prepared for most, this, babe. Yeah, I know. I'm putting you on the spot. Let's what is it? Follow, most like it? Let's just follow you for now, and then I'll have to add mine in a later date because <laughs> I don't even know my hashtag. Well, if you follow me, you'll most likely there see her name go. next to mine, and you can just That's follow right. her. Yeah, you will. Uh, have up. her, have her. You know, Listen ask up. her to you be a friend. You will see me next to him. That's um, right. That's she what is I'm married, saying. fellas. Uh, any single guys out there? She is married, so don't try anything. Or you know, you might get these hands. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, no, totally you know it's fine you know just but yeah thank you for uh listening i hope you enjoyed the podcast and um i love you guys be blessed peace <laughs>